I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Welcome to everyone that's watching. Thanks for joining us on my first live expert interview. I'm joined this morning by the lovely Michelle DeRuby of Nurtured Nurses Flourish. Michelle is a mentor and coach. She coaches nurses to flourish in nursing and in healthcare. Michelle has 41 years of clinical experience, specializing in emergency nursing and cardiology. The last 15 years, she's been involved in teaching nursing an undergraduate and a postgraduate level. Michelle started nursing in the hospital-based system, then went to university later in her career to achieve her graduate certificate in nursing and a master's in business coaching. After she finished her master's, she worked as a consultant and coached managers and teams and organizations to achieve better outcomes in communication, teamwork, and leadership. Recently, her passion has been in positive psychology. She studied with Melbourne University a professional certificate in this area. Her passion is to support students to achieve the knowledge and skills to flourish in the complex world of healthcare. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on this interview series. It's really exciting to have you here. I'm going to run through a few questions with you and then I'll open it up and you can share your expertise with us. Yep, sounds good. So I'm going to start with self-care is what I'm all about, as you know, and I always speak about having a non-negotiable. So what is an important part of your own self-care, like your non-negotiable? Well, all my life, actually, exercise is such a key to your stress, decreasing your stress. Uh, needing less sleep and lots and lots of benefits. It obviously makes you feel better. It makes you look better. 
and you're actually often doing it with other people. So there's that camaraderie and that connection, which is what we're all about really is about connecting, connect with other people. You're in the big wide outdoor world. And even today I went for a walk with my family, uh, social distancing, of course, but um, every day we're walking through this um, time and it's, it's really great. It's fantastic. Makes you just feel amazing. Yeah, exercise is very important. My model of self-care breaks it down into five different aspects. Mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgent part of our self-care. What is your idea of indulgent self-care? Well, I always feel very indulgent if I go to the day spa. And I started doing that probably about uh, 15 years ago and I felt really guilty about going. It was really expensive, you know, and I'd only go twice a year because uh, it is expensive. But when I went, I just felt the benefits for like two or three months afterwards because you get into that mindset where you actually have to relax. You've got no choice. So, I, you know, I really started doing more of that and then I took my girls with me and I took some friends with me one time. We went for the whole day. And it's, I feel that's very indulgent at the beginning, but then I just feel it's really important to give yourself something. I think we find it hard as women, as nurses, to give ourselves that. And um, I don't think we should feel bad about it. So now I just go and really enjoy it. And I think it's, it's my gift to myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you're getting that gorgeous connection with your family and your friends while you're there and experiencing it together. So yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah, definitely. It's what we're all about as humans. We need connection. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself? Well, I do have two daughters, so I feel that I'm a, a role model for them. And over the years, you know, life can be, can give you the curveballs. And as you're growing up as a mother and um, really you, you, you're sort of finding it hard at times with, you know, what to do when you're looking after your kids and, and how to give them a good example. And I've just felt that they look up to me because they've seen me change and develop and make some tough decisions at times. I think that allows them to do the same. And a lot of the literature on leadership um, says that if the leader shows that they're vulnerable and shows that they're happy to change, other people feel that it's not so difficult for them to do that. I also, you know, bring that into um, when I'm teaching. Obviously, I'm a very experienced nurse now and I, I always feel that I'm in the classroom, I'm their leader. So, and when I'm, you know, taking them to clinical placement, things like that, what I do as a nurse, they're watching all the time. So giving that best example is so important for them to then see what a very experienced and, and what a good nurse is. I must say, you know, being in the old school of nursing, there was a lot of caring and kindness given to patients and we did have a lot more time, I must say. But um, even recently, the students I've had on PRAC said that they'll never forget how they saw me nurse and how caring and kind I was to the patient. 
So I think um, as a nurse and as a mother, that inspires me to be the best I can be. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And as you said, showing that vulnerability does show yeah. strength in a leader, definitely. You work with the students, I know that. What quick, um, what would you suggest or advice you would what's any advice you would give to students and new grads who've just qualified and now they're faced with this pandemic that's going on well actually it's it's the advice that a new grad I worked with has told me which I'll share with you we're working together and we had this is before the pandemic though but we had a pretty uh difficult load a lot of confused patients and and um, she's been a new grad for about six months and we're walking down the corridor and I said to her, well, how do you cope with all this, you know? And she said, Michelle, water off a duck's back. She said, I just let it roll off. And I said, well, who, who told you that? You know, where'd you get that from? I was just amazed that at her age, she was being able to be resilient and let things just flow off her. And she said, my grandfather told me a long time ago and I said, well, isn't that great advice? I said, because you can't take things personally. And particularly in pandemic, we're all very strung up. We're all, you know, really stressed about whether we're going to keep our jobs or not and how we're going to, um, you know, look after our family and even just ourselves. And I think the greatest advice was don't take anything personally. Let it go like a water off the duck's back. Yeah, that's awesome because it is that fight or flight response is activated in everyone right now. And we just have to be compassionate towards ourselves and others, don't we? And realize Absolutely. that they're probably stressed and working and um, acting out of character. So yeah, awesome advice. So now I'm going to ask you to share your expertise and encourage people to look after themselves during this time. I believe you've got okay. some well, here with us. I guess um, I'm not so much into meditation and yoga and mindfulness, but I feel that there's quite a few skills you can learn that can decrease your stress. I guess that's where I'm coming from. Obviously, the mindfulness is really important. And I think when we think of not taking things personally, that's definitely about the moment. Yeah. But um, some tips to me is not buying into drama. So, you know, just um, if you're feeling vulnerable at the moment, which I think a lot of people are, what you need to do is think about solutions. And so instead of just being, you know, overwhelmed by everything, okay, what can I do to make this situation better for me? And how can I look after myself here? Definitely, if you can't look after yourself, you really can't look after others. And sit back and think, okay, what are some of the solutions at the moment? What are the resources I have? Who else can help me at the moment? So instead of feeling vulnerable and really becoming a bit of a victim and complaining, it's really important to have a think, be practical. And we are incredibly practical nurses. That's what we are so good at, but we need to bring it back to us so that we can then go into that day where we have to go to the hospital and work around all these new new um, PPE, everything, you know. So I think that's one thing that would be really good if you could just think about solutions and pull out of feeling like a victim because there are so many things we can do to help ourselves at the moment. 
Yeah. And yeah. looking at what we yeah. can control and influence and all these changes that are going on is, is key. Absolutely. Realising what we can't control and, and accepting. Did you have some slides you wanted to share with us? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. So as you talked about, um, at the end of my master's degree, I actually, um, the last subject I did was positive psychology. And I absolutely loved it. And uh, it was so interesting. And I then went on to study with Melbourne University. So I'll just share a couple of slides with you that highlights what it's a little bit about. But it's obviously a big a big part of psychology. Um, there's a lot of research that's gone into this area now with Martin Seligman and his tribe. So um, there's lots of great books to read as well. So The Secret of Lasting Happiness. Well, let's have a look at that. All right. So what makes us happy? So I might ask you, Elena, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yeah. I'm happy when I'm helping others. Yeah, contribution. Um, I don't know whether you know Tony Robbins' six core needs, but contribution is one of those. Yeah. And it's actually the ha happiness is about being the best person you can be. And partly that is contribution because we all feel happier if we're giving to others. When we're only giving to ourselves, which is really important, it's, it's not um, a waste of time at all but we can focus too much on ourselves and then we get into the you know the negative thinking so when we are giving to others it's really great so basically I just want to show you that um I don't know whether you can see that car yeah. on my slide can you yes that was a car sports car I bought uh, when I was having a bit of a midlife crisis and I thought it would make me happy and it did Absolutely, it did make me happy for about a year. I used to walk out and see that car and I'd go, oh, my God, that's amazing. But after a while, I didn't even put the roof down anymore. The boot was too small. I couldn't fit the girls in the back. And basically, it gave me some happiness, but not long-term happiness. So we think that the things we buy at times give us happiness, but they don't. They, they do, but they don't last. Looking younger, actually, once we've had plastic surgery, or just made ourselves look younger in some way, it's, again, short-term happiness. And they've found that people who have plastic surgery keep going back for more because the positive, positive energy that it gives you wears off after a while. They actually say that more money doesn't make you happy. The, the wealthiest people in the world, the people that work for them, are only 9% happier than they are because they have to worry about what they do with their money, who's wanting to take it from them and all the things of trying to keep their money to themselves. I'm sure there's a lot of people would like to push the boundary with that and see if it was does work. But basically, when more money makes a difference is if someone is destitute and they suddenly start to earn a wage. That's when money makes a difference. But really, you get a certain amount of money and, and that's that's it. It lasts for a short time and then you're looking for more. There's this thing called the happiness quota and basically 50% of our happiness is from our parents. So unfortunately, if you've had negative parents, like I did, critical medical parents, that's where half of your happiness, and it's a bit like a set point, you'll go back to that when you've tried lots of strategies. 
10% is from things that actually happen to you. So say you have a car accident or you get a chronic illness, after a while, you'll get used to it. It's called hedonistic adjustment and you'll go back to being that 50% that part of this quotum of where you are. The good thing is though, this 40% can be challenged and can be changed. So it's doing things like acts of kindness. It's looking after yourself. It's looking after your family. It's having good relationships with other people. Actually, the happiest people are people who have good relationships, who socialise a lot and are also happy to be on their own as well. So we, we think that all the other things are going to make us happy. And yes, of course, it's lovely to have a nice home and a nice car. But think about it yourself. When you're doing your best and being the best person you can be and you're continually learning, this is what is our path to happiness and relating to people in your life who are positive. So this is really interesting. Hedonistic adaptation is we have these rising aspirations all the time when we're trying to improve ourselves and we have social comparison. And if we keep on this treadmill of just what we're doing is supplementing that happiness all the time with the things. So basically, how do we flaunt thought or flaunt the hedonistic adaptation? What helps? There's a couple of things which are really simple expressing gratitude, boosting self-worth and self-esteem, helps people cope with stress and trauma, and it dissolves negative feelings. So being grateful, it's particularly at the moment of the things that we have. I mean, I'm very grateful at the moment. I'm staying with my daughter and with my partner, and we're just we're just enjoying being together. We're actually going to do a quilt. I haven't sewed for ages and we're making a quilt this weekend. If we hadn't, you know, weren't, you know, forced to stay at home, I probably wouldn't have taken the time to do it. So there's lots of positive things that are coming out of this situation as well. The other thing is practicing positive thinking. And I know that's not always easy and it sounds very glib, but we can think, change our thinking. And this is what I'm all about, is changing our perspective. So this is where you come in, Elena, meditation and yoga, smiling, surrounding yourself with positive people, helping someone as you, you know, giving people your help and your kindness is so important to our own positive thinking and positive health. No one is perfect. So let's just move forward. If we make a mistake, you know, don't beat ourselves up. We're just all human beings and we're all trying to do our best with the information that we have. Singing is good. I love dancing. I do sing as well. Sometimes I sing to the patients. One time I was singing to these three guys in a three-bedded room and they said to me, Sister, I think you better give me the keys because you've been in the drug cupboard. So, I mean, <laughs> you can have fun at work, do silly things. I love to sing and I love to dance. So that makes me feel happy. So the takeaway message is you can influence your happiness quotum, use gratitude and positive thinking. It's what we do and how we think that makes the difference. So guys, happiness depends on ourselves and what we do. I love to see yeah. dance too. My voice is not the best. I recently had a patient say to me, can you please stop singing? <laughs> 
Yeah. The whole place erupted yeah. in laughter because my colleagues are always like, Elena, you're such a bad singer. But I sing anyway because I'm like, do you know what? I'm happy. I'm like, that's why I'm yeah. singing. I'm happy. I'm happy at my job. So it makes you feel good too to sing. Yeah, exactly. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a funny moment. So very good. Thanks well, thank so you so much for sharing that with us. And I think it's so true. We sometimes externalize our happiness and put it on other objects and say I'll be happy when where yes. we need to be happy now and those things are just supplementing our happiness they're not the object of our happiness if that makes sense like like what you were saying oh, yeah. the car you know yeah. yeah it's nice to have these things but our happiness can't depend on having them it's well it no, it's no good. It's a lot of people are lonely. They have big homes and they have beautiful cars and they go overseas, but they're very lonely yeah. because people are what make us happy and and being the best person we can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so yeah. much for sharing your expertise with us. It's been lovely. No worries. This morning. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Thank you. No. And you too. Have a lovely Easter. You too. And I look forward to chatting to you soon, Michelle. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.